making excuses. I'm just stalling for time. Welcome, everyone, to episode 89 of the Regular Guys Wrestling Podcast. We haven't been stalling for time. We were just on a week-long hiatus. You got it. Two weeks, buddy. It's been a while. It feels like a long time since we've sat down um, in our in our luxurious studio and chatted about the world of wrestling. In this multi-million dollar studio of ours. That's right, with our... With our gold-plated microphones. We're still mindless. I know, the mind. Where is the mind? The mind's got, uh, he's, he's working on his career. Um, you know, hopefully he can jump back in sometime soon, but he's just kind of in a, in a, in a different spot in his life right now, so. A lot of people are writing me. They want the mind. Mm, you know what? I, I know, I know they are. I know people want the mind because even our two brains don't match up to one mind. We don't have that throbbing, veiny mind like in, like you're like you're like where are you going? With this? <laughs> was like but, I was thinking Pinky in the Brain, but oh you know, yeah, oh I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I think there was something in the Simpsons too, where there was like uh, where um they they had like these big throbbing brains. Oh oh I, yes, was it the Itchy and Scratchy show or something? Yes I think yes the, yes. The, the the whatever the mice are, I never know which one's which. Uh, is Itchy the Itchy? That's the uh, mouse. Yes. Okay. And there was a bunch of them, and they had all those throbbing, That's veiny right. brains. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, today is possibly going to be one of the most negative podcasts we've done. This is going to be um, a lot of ranting, <laughs> a lot of raving. <laughs> um, you may think we're lunatics at the end of this. This has been a long time coming. I think there's been... There's a lot... That, that we've been putting up with and that um, has been just kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, festering within us. Yeah, I think it's finally boiled over with me. I've been, yeah. I've been thinking about this for weeks now. I'm like, it's getting worse and worse and worse. All right, we got to talk about it. We got to just let it let it all out. We got to let loose. So, yes, we are going to be ranting and raving about the poor product that the WWE overall is providing us. I'd say maybe specifically from a Raw and SmackDown perspective, but all in all, the dull, repetitive state of the WWE in general. No, exactly, and uh, yeah, so there is going to be quite a bit to talk about in that respect. Uh, we'll talk. We'll bring up uh, Raw and SmackDown a little bit, and I don't think either of us actually watched uh, them in their entirety. No, I know. Um, for me, I just really caught the uh, kind of the top ten that uh, WWE puts out on their YouTube channel. And I made some notes, and we're going to chat about that in just a little while. Looking forward to it. In the meantime, we are going to be talking about our uh, rumors of the week. And uh, to start us off this week, we're going to start off with uh, the most important rumors. E-Rock, why don't you kick us off? Will do with pleasure, my friend. Sin Cara should be returning to the WWE come early next year. Rumor of the year. This is going to make our awards, buddy. You know what? I've been saying nothing but to uh, to everyone I know. I wonder where Sin Cara has been. I've been wondering. I have been wondering. Well, I know he had uh, either a shoulder or maybe an elbow injury of some sort. I can't remember. I didn't even know he was gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, 
I know he did that uh, that chest slap to that guy there on the oh uh, in Mexico, kind of like a Regis and Kelly type thing it or whatnot. A, it was, yeah, it was like a Mexican daytime talk show. Yeah, and he and, uh, he took the wind right out of him. Oh, he like then he like uh, opened his shirt up and it was just red, just red, just red. I think the guy was over dramatizing it, but it was great either way. Oh, you know what? I'm sure it hurt a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he gave it everything. He gave it everything he had. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, okay, moving on here to another very important rumor. Bray Wyatt's return <laughs> is expected sooner than later as per cage side seats. You know, you know what that means? The Goose is back. Oh, the good old onion sack is back. Man. Folks, you can sleep tonight. Man, these rumors just keep on rolling. Man. Oh, I know, yeah, Bray Wyatt had made an appearance at, uh, what was that? Uh, Starcade. Starcade. Yes. He was there. I think he was filling in for somebody that was injured. Mr. Yeah, I, uh, Stroman, I believe. Probably. Yeah, and he is a full-on face now. So, Bray Wyatt is coming back. Next up, even more important, Big Show told TMZ he signed a new deal with WWE not long ago, and he's expected to stick around with the company for at least a few more years. Wow, barf. Well, I totally thought that he was done. We <laughs> thought he was retired. Yeah. We were even surprised to see him back. Well, we actually even talked about the fact that he never had a farewell match or anything because we thought he was done. That's right. We, we, we through and through thought he was done. We were even talking about his match with Strowman in that cage well, that would have been a good ending. Right. <laughs> no, not a couple more years of this garbage. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, he's already done his, uh, whatever he was doing with the bar. They're already <laughs> done. Like, they're completely finished. Talk about overstaying your welcome. It's, it, it's almost ammunition it. for our conversation later on. Yeah. Like, I, I can't, I mean, I can't blame him if they're coming to him and saying, hey, Let's sign another contract for three years or two years or whatever it is for, let's say, you know, $2 million. You can't blame him. Hey, I'm not going to turn down $2 million. A million dollars a year? Hey, Paul, we need someone to turn heel and face three times within six months. Are you good? Uh, how much money? $2 million. Do I, uh, do I have to wear a diaper again? Damn rights, and I want to see that sweet, sweet glistening ass. Oh yes, yes. You're saying I gotta, I gotta show my cheeks again, Vince. That sweet Samoan ass. I'm not Samoan. Sweet Samoan ass. <laughs> okay, Vince, you, you convinced me. Sweet. <laughs> As this oh, fetish. <laughs> he just loves the Samoan dimples. <laughs> Okay, uh, moving on. Fandango, 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 uh, has been working out at the Performance Center to prepare for a return, notes PW Insider. Thank goodness. My God, it's it hasn't been the same without him. Maybe Fandango can save our conversation. Nope, it's not happening. Mm, he no. may be fodder for our conversation. Yeah, I, I don't. What are we gonna do with him? <laughs> I don't know. I, he's just one of those classic workers that just checks in, checks out, gets his money, knows he won't be a big thing ever. That's what he's doing. And that's too bad because he, it, I mean, he's not the worst performer ever. Hey, man. He, he's, he could he's, be in the mid-card. He's actually got a pretty good look. 
He's got a good look. Yeah. I mean, I think he needs the dancing gimmick needs to go, which I mean he hasn't really been using anyways. But he needs he he definitely could use a repackaging. Yeah, like and I think I think on the the WWE network, I think it's Styles or someone that mm-hmm. jumps on uh Breeze the Breezango's shoulders. Yeah. Freaking Fandango is just ripped. He's jacked. He's a beast. He really he's is. Man. He's tall. Yeah. He's moderately thick. He's he's actually got almost everything Vince likes, but he got stuck with a dumb gimmick. That's what happens. Yeah. Got stuck with a dumb gimmick and um, hard to recover from. That's in right. In this day and age. That's right. Yeah. Like unless unless they're unless he can really somehow turn it around um, and really show some show that he can bring something a little bit extra to the table. And yeah. hey, he beat Jericho. <laughs> he did beat Jericho at WrestleMania of all places. Wow. Man. Chris just trying to be a nice guy. And nothing happened from that on. No, that and actually Jericho has gone on to say that that was like pretty much his last match that he would that he's done where because um, he always talks about he'll come back when it makes sense, right? Right. He says that's pretty much the only, the last time he was going to show up and do any sort of a program um, that didn't make sense. Oh, okay. Like, he did show up for uh, the Saudi Arabia show earlier this year. As we found out, they, they gave him, what, $100,000 to show up for four minutes? That's right. Flew him out there. He was in the match for four minutes. Flew back to North America. $100,000. Of course, you're gonna you're going you're going to show up for that. Why not? Yeah, that's right. But that was the but that was the last time that he said he would show up for any sort of a program unless it really made sense. Don't blame him. Nope. That is pain in the game. Don't blame him. All right, and last of our goofy rumors per the Observer, Kevin Owens has re-signed with the WWE through 2023. Why is this included in our goofy rumors? Because you and I, we don't hate Kevin Owens. In my opinion, I don't know where you stand on this. At this stage in the game, Owens should almost just leave. He probably would be better off going somewhere else and maybe coming back as a bigger thing because he's he's not being used correctly. No. And um, you know maybe I'll bring that on later on during the, the conversation. But the poor guy, he is lost, lost, lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I think the thing with Kevin Owens is that. I mean, he's he's got a fam- a young family. Yeah. So, to be a part of WWE, even if he's not being used correctly, that's right. Um, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. AJ Styles, they're talking about his um, his contract coming up, right? And um, see, maybe he'll jump back to Japan or something else. But um, he's one of the top earners. They're saying he's one of the top earners. Like he. There's no way anyone could match what he's making. That's right. So, and and being, you know, a guy who's got three, four kids as well, you know, um, probably very comfortable, but at the same time. But why would he leave, though? No. Not yeah. only is he one of the top earners, in my opinion, he's one of the best treated people in the WWE. Yes, he is. He held that belt very for favorable. ever. Like, just because he lost, right? Everyone's going to lose sooner or later. Yeah. Uh, you can't pout about it. It's, you know, it's all a work, so I'm sure he, he's cool with that. But I don't know. I think actually he's probably legitimately happy where he's at. Would he not be? Like, there's others in the company that would probably be less happy than him. I would think Seth Rollins would be less happy than him. Mm. I would think Dean Ambrose is less happy than him. Right. Uh, Strowman would be less happy that Strowman. They're not. They're not giving the guy the belt. You know. But AJ, I don't know. 
him between him and Lesnar, they sh- and they should be like some of the happiest people right now. Yeah, and the thing about it is that he he might be him. He's probably very happy. Yeah, with what he's doing. And it's kind of funny, Daniel Bryan. He has the belt, and uh, in my opinion, eh, I don't know. It's not exactly where where I'm sure he wishes he was because it just doesn't. I, there's rumors that he wanted to turn heel, but it's just I don't know. It's been kind of cloudy. Yeah, we can talk about it a little bit when we get to yeah. uh, when we get um, to Raw and SmackDown yeah. and our yeah, topic we'll, of discussion. We'll hold off. But um, yeah, so so with Kevin Owens, to me, I think he's probably making enough money in WWE that he's like, you know what, this is this is an opportunity for me to put my family in a fantastic place financially. That's a good point. It, it'll 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 make us, you know, in in that respect. So to go somewhere that's you know at this point, um, that's that's a little bit that's less guaranteed. Like Cody Rhodes, for example, he went and did it, right? That's right. But at the time, and they still don't have any kids. They don't have kids. Him and him and Brandy Rhodes. That's right. It's just the two of them. Um, so you know he he can afford to be a little more selfish, and yeah. I don't mean selfish in a negative term. That's fine. Terminology, I just mean he can he can afford to be that way. Whereas a guy with a family, not quite as easy. So Good point. Um, I can see why he signed, uh, but over creatively, absolutely, he would be better off going somewhere else. True dat. Yo. All right, on to, um, I guess, not so important rumors. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Sure. Uh, it is possible The Rock could be in line for intro- uh, sorry induction into the WWE Hall of Fame. But he couldn't dedicate three nights to WWE, so they moved the ceremony to Saturday to accommodate his schedule. That's interesting. I never heard this anywhere. It could very well be. Uh, this actually, where did this come from? Cage side. Cage side seats. Um, thank you, cage side. Uh, I actually haven't read this anywhere. I heard one of the biggest reasons that they moved it was because they don't want takeover to have to compete with the ring of honor new japan show okay because that, that's on the saturday yeah and not only that but i also heard that uh ticket sales for the hall of fame weren't fantastic because since the hall of fame was on friday takeover was saturday of course wrestlemania is sunday a lot of people were skipping the hall of fame ceremony and just coming in on the saturday morning Maybe Miguel will go watch it again. Unless they're going to um, induct Re- Goldberg again. Reinduct him. We realized Goldberg was a bit of a prick last year <laughs> with his waterproof blue suit on. Yeah. Yeah, so we're right. bringing him back again. His Navy garbage bag suit. So funny, eh? It, it, it was so strange. Oh, Goldberg came back. Huge, huge uh, return. Everyone gave him respect. He was really good to the crowd. Talked about his son. But the Hall of Fame speech. I don't know what was up his butt. But man, it felt like the old Goldberg there He a just bit. used it to, to like <laughs> basically like air his grievances. I, it was so weird. It was, it was like he's finding all these WWE 24 specials. It's like, wow, this guy's, this guy's a new man. And then you get the Hall of Fame. And it's kind of like... He puts his hands on the podium and leans forward. It's like, oh no, what's what's going on? Yeah, I don't know what happened there exactly. It's almost it, it was like there was this 
reconciliation for the in the in the previous six to seven months, and then <laughs> someone said something or something backstage, and, it, and then it was just like, <laughs> you see Triple H goes to him right before, hey go hey uh, Bill, I just want to thank you for everything, but uh, always remember, you never had my number. <laughs> hey Bill, it was uh, it's great to have you back, you know. You're a new man, and I really appreciate what you're doing for us. But remember Elimination Chamber 2003? (laughs) (laughs) Or even worse, says it like Sean to Brett that one time there. What did Sean? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have done it for you. I appreciate you dropping the belt to me. I just wanted to let you know if the roles were reversed, I wouldn't have done the same for you. (laughs) It says it word for word. You see Sean in the back? Yes. Yes. <laughs> dance, monkey, dance. Did you watch the uh, table for three? It was uh, Kevin Nash, Shawn Michaels, and I can't remember who the third guy was. It might have, I just remember it being a little awkward. Sin Cara? No, it wasn't Sin Cara. <laughs> How you doing, Sin? Doing just fine. Oh, Styles. Was it Styles? Okay. It so, might have been Styles. Yes, with the, it was awkward because he's yeah. not part of their group. Yeah. So it was awkward, but I just remember uh, anyways uh, Kevin Nash was talking about the first time he ever met Shawn Michaels. And um, Kevin Nash is like he's like I show up in the company and uh, you know I, I I come in the first day and they say, "Hey, I want to introduce you to 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 this guy, Kevin Nash. Kevin, meet meet uh, meet Shawn Michaels." And I extend my hand, and here's this, you know, here's this this smaller guy, you know, I'm seven foot, this smaller guy, and then he's then he starts speaking to me, and he's got the most deepest voice you've ever heard in your life. Yeah, that's weird, eh? Because he doesn't look like he'd have that deep of a voice, but it's just like he's like, you know what? I'm just I'm Shawn Michaels, you know, I'm Shawn Michaels. <laughs> it's like what? Where did that come from? I never even thought of it that way. Only Nash would bring that up. Yeah. Too. Nash always looks hammered when he's in one of those things, too. I think he is. Oh, he drinks a lot, he, I think. He, he, lo- he loves his red wine. Yeah. Have you ever watched any of those kayfabe commentaries or those uh, those oh. shoot interviews? He's always drinking the red. Yeah. Well, always what got what a glass it? of we red. Were, we were kind of sharing those a few months back yeah. there where uh, they're shooting. Yeah, they, sh- they shoot negatively on people. Yeah, they do. Oh, man. Yeah. And Although um, he didn't. Out of anyone, he's almost the nicest. Love him. Sweetheart. Great guy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you really don't have, you don't hate a lot of people. No. And you think Nash would have hated everyone. Yeah. Oh, nice guy to everyone. I love Even him. Goldberg. Yeah. Love him. Love yeah. him now. Love him, Bill. Didn't get along back then, but love him. Water under the bridge. Yeah, exactly. Great guy. I love, I love how he, how he calls guys sweethearts. Sweetheart. Yeah. Very <laughs> big, in t- burly men. Very in touch with himself. <laughs> Fantastic guy. Oh. All right. Next up. And believe it or not, that rumor was about The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> that's right it was we should have just segued you know how the rock when goldberg uh, goldberg's first opponent was the rock anyways about goldberg <laughs> that was about the rock oh the so rock. yes the rock the rock kind of got sidetracked he, he was second played second fiddle to this role so that should be a huge uh hall of fame if the rock's in it yeah it's gonna be uh tough getting other guys that are gonna even match oh, up oh that's him, the but... thing we talked we talked off air a little bit about the fact that um, like how many big names are there really that are left? Yeah, well, there's Trips, uh, 
there's you know it, it starts kind of mashing into the era, attitude era yeah. unless they finally start getting some of the older guys like Honky Tonk Man, Psycho Sid, uh, Vader, Vader. Yeah, they haven't Bam brought Bam in Vader Bigelow. yet. No, Bam Bam. I think they brought. I think Bam Bam's in. No, he's not in. No, remember the Jersey rumor there? Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. We talked about Bam Bam, but he wasn't in. That's right. Is that's Jersey right. next? WrestleMania. WrestleMania is in. I thought it was Jersey because if it is Jersey, it is. Yeah, yeah. So Bam yeah. Bam would be a good one. Good yeah. one as a. There's always one deceased wrestler, it seems. So he'd be a good one. I feel. Just, yeah, Bam Bam would make sense. Yeah. The only thing is, I mean, if you're going to put in a, <laughs> a deceased big guy, <laughs> I think they should put in Vader before they put in Bam Bam good, Bigelow. Yeah, good point. Yeah, and they're such similar wrestlers. Yeah, both they high, really are. Both agile, high-flying, tough shoot wrestlers. Pretty much, and pretty much the only, like, 400-plus pound men... That would even attempt a moonsault. A moonsault. Both yeah. only two guys, I think. Yeah, and back in the back in the eighties, Bam Bam would do like uh, um, cartwheels, cartwheels in the ring. Yeah, like no, what other what other huge man is doing a cartwheel? You got it. Crazy. Do so you think Vader would be the first? I think it would I be think, better off. Yeah, I think Vader um, would be. I, I feel he he needs to go in first. Okay. Okay. I feel it would be a it would be um uh, a, it would be poor. It'd okay. be a true oversight if they put in Bam Bam before Vader. But Bam Bam died first. He did die first, yes. But I think if we're just in terms of if we're looking to induct a Big Man, yeah. And I guess ultimately, he's more relevant right now. But and I'm not even sure uh, Vader is. You're right. He's a former world champion. The only thing, and I'm not even sure if Jersey would pop any more than any other city, just because he's from Jersey. I don't think they would. I don't even know if that matters anymore. <laughs> it seems like wrestlers that show up in their hometown nowadays don't even really get pops. I don't know. And you know, it's the the thing about it though. It's the it's the overexposure. That's right. You see these people all the time. It even happened towards the end with Stone Cold. They'd be in Texas. Yeah. Austin's music would hit. Not really any different than anywhere else. You used it's... to get huge pops for Angle, like way back in the day oh, in when Pittsburgh. they were in Pittsburgh. Not anymore. No, not anymore. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Nope, it was really no different than any other city. Oh. It's like, okay. Bret Hart would always, always get a huge, huge pop in Canada. Yeah. Um, but these days, anytime he's shown up, <laughs> I mean, it's a different era too, right? So it's like a, it's like different fans. That's right. But like he's shown up here and there and even in Calgary, and it's it's not even the same as it was no, back, it, like back in the day. It really wouldn't. No, so. He's just an owner of a hockey team now. <laughs> he is the Calgary hitman. Yeah, that's right. I think he's. I think they. He's seen around the city often, so he, he doesn't hide from people. That's true. He's like he, a, kind of like a regular man. Yeah, he lives in Calgary. Exactly. I think he. Yeah, he shows up. He shows up in a lot of different places. So that could be it too. He's. He is visible. It's not like the only time you see him. Yeah, he doesn't have bodyguards around him. He's just a guy that. Goes to the coffee shop. He's just a man's man. That's right. Okay. Next up. Russell votes notes that the original idea for Dean Ambrose turning on Seth Rollins was to cost him, meaning Seth Rollins, the Intercontinental Championship. To follow up on that, Elias was apparently the guy who was going to win the title. Mm-hmm. So they got to go through this long storyline just to drop the icy belt off of Seth Rollins. But putting Dean against Seth again, I hope that means that Seth, once he loses, if he loses, the championship to Dean. And he gets put up against the Beast Incarnate at WrestleMania. 
That's my hope. My hope is he loses this IC belt where it's December, so yep. he's going to lose the belt, hopefully, to Dean. Yeah. Um, and he's going to... They could even... They could feud for a couple more weeks. I kind of want him to lose the belt to Dean. Yeah. I think it's better off with Dean right now. Dean needs it more. I believe so, too. And Seth actually shouldn't... It's actually hurting Seth. Well, I... The I, second place belt. Well, you kind of almost feel, too, that, like... Oh, really? Rollins, Rollins is the Intercontinental Champion? Because if Seth holds this Intercontinental Championship for even one more day, mm-hmm. you know that there's going to be another Dolph Ziggler versus Seth match. Oh, no. So that belt has to come off. Oh. <laughs> we'll get to that. We can't have that. Please. <laughs> so, please, please. He's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I hope that um, yeah Ambrose and I feel this is gonna happen. Ambrose is gonna win the belt uh, at TLC, also known as Baines. Yes, Bane. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that too. Um, <laughs> we got lots to talk about. And then Rollins is then uh, in line to win the Royal Rumble, and I feel that he will win the Royal Rumble because a SmackDown guy won last year. Oh, so a Raw guy is gonna win this year, and you're gonna have Rollins versus Lesnar. At WrestleMania, right. and Rollins will finally be—I I, want to say the man, but Becky Lynch is the man. Oh, so the the guy. You gotta refresh my memory. Who won the Royal Rumble last year? Oh, it was uh, Mr. Kimmy. No, he did it. <laughs> da, 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 da. And yes, I set you up for that. That's it for me, folks. Good night. <laughs> That was episode 89, and we are done. (laughs) Ciao for now, everyone. (laughs) I'll even even say, uh, catch you on the flip side. (laughs) (laughs) After that that display. Oh, microphone drop. Yeah, buddy. Okay, uh, going on here. The speculation is Asuka was added to the Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Fair, Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch match at TLC to protect both Flair and Lynch because they have matches upcoming against Ronda Rousey, and both are hot right now. Wow, poor Asuka, nothing but fodder. That's exactly what she is. She's gonna eat the pin. Yeah, that's all she's used for. Well, I guess she won't eat the pin. Because it's a it's a ladder match. Yeah. So there won't be a pin. But she's um, just gonna protect. She's just gonna she's protect. She's just there both. to take to take to take a beating. Now you know how it feels. <laughs> What's <'cause> Mojo? <laughs> Are you ready for Mojo? <laughs> Mojo Rally has been added to the ladder, the women's ladder match. No, Fatal Four Way, Charlotte Flair. Becky Lynch, Asuka, and Mojo. Hey, you guys. How about you give me a five-second run up the ladder? I just need some time. <laughs> Can somebody set up the ladder for me, please? I haven't mastered the ladder. <laughs> I haven't had time to practice backstage. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Man. <laughs> Mr. Man. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Man. Can I move that ladder? Uh, I'm busy. I know, I know, but I just need it for a minute. I'm painting the wall. <laughs> that's actually really interesting. Since I haven't been on Raw in weeks, that's what I've been doing too. I've been painting houses. 
Wow, are they multi-million dollar houses? No, the dog houses. <laughs> I choose a hamster wheel. <laughs> Turns out there was a hamster in it and plugged all the pores. May that hamster rest in peace. Ooh! Give me some of the neck fat. Give me some of that hamster neck fat. Sit me down, fi- fat batter. I ate him already. <laughs> oh no, now Mojo's a weird eating. <laughs> I was gonna call him a cannibal, but I guess he's not a cannibal. He's, he's, no, Mojo is not a hamster. <laughs> Maybe he is. <laughs> your mother was a hamster, and your father smelled like elderberries. <laughs> You've seen that movie? That's uh, Monty Python. Uh, I remember the reference. At first I thought you were doing Johnny Five. Your mother was a snowblower. <laughs> What's that, Johnny Five? That's a uh, short circuit. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, wow. That's a robot from the 80s. That is old school. Old stuff, man. But good stuff. All right, next up, the previously reported super push for Lars Sullivan on the main roster will likely include a bidding war. For his services, per Wrestling Observer Radio, on PW Insider Elite Audio, Mike Johnson speculated it would be similar to how heel managers fought over Bam Bam Bigelow during his WWF debut. Oh, it's funny we're mentioning Bam Bam again. I know. Uh, I don't. I'm actually not familiar with that at all. Um, that from back in it must be back in the day, I guess. This is dumb. Like this, I'm uh, not the Bam Bam portion, but right. this is just dumb. Lars Sullivan, the guy is green as grass. I don't understand this call up. Just because he's larger. That that's the only thing I can think of. Like, he doesn't even have a really good look. Uh, no. I don't know. I, he, I don't know. He reminds me of uh, Heidenreich. Oh no, that was pretty bad. Heidenreich version 2. I actually think Lars Sullivan's better than Heidenreich. He's, uh, we're, he's wearing Heidenreich's pants. Do you remember when Undertaker and Heidenreich used to feud? I do. Oh, God. Little Johnny. <laughs> oh, right. In, was that the invisible one? Uh, yeah, and then uh, and then I think original, I think they were going to reveal it to actually be his genitals at oh, one point. Wow. That was going to be Little Johnny. What was Heidenreich supposed to be? He looked like a sixty-year-old wannabe MMA fighter. Yeah, I don't really know because he and he even wore like the 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 um, the fists, like the uh, the gloves, the gloves. MMA gloves. But he looked so much older than what he was. He had an old man face. He did have an old man <laughs> it was face. So weird with a crew cut and bleach blonde hair. And um, do you remember he would come out and he would do poetry? Remember that? He would... Oh, I forgot about that. Jeez, that's what Lars Sullivan kind of does. He's like the well-spoken... Oh, I guess you don't know that. His gimmick is he's a, he's a monster in the ring, but he's also well-spoken. Oh, no. So it's the same he thing. He is Heidenreich version 2. Oh, no. Oh, One. oh man. Oh, yes! Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, Undertaker! You do a mean Paul Bearer. Oh, thank you. I practice every night for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> three hours. Oh. In front of the mirror, just doing your Paul Bearer. I can do this better. <laughs> it's like the mind doing his mojo. Who are you guys? <laughs> That's what I do. I listen to uh, I listen to the mind's version. I try to mimic that. Okay. <laughs> just steal, steal an imitation. <laughs> All right, with uh, WWE mentioning women's tag titles on Raw this week, 
it led to further speculation that said titles will be coming much sooner rather than later. I'm not sure if it was this week or last week, but either way, I, that promo was a little weird. Wasn't that with Bailey and all that in mm-hmm. the ring? And Sasha, yeah. And uh, Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's pretty obvious at this stage in the game, those are coming. And as I'd mentioned on previous podcasts, as long as, and they're not going to do this, but as long as they allow the women to cross over shows, mm. it would make it so much better. It would add so much more mystery to who would challenge who next. There's not as much women as men kind of getting closer, but it's still not there. Yeah. Uh, they should allow it. And it would make it special, but they're not going to do it. I doubt it. They'll be Raw and SmackDown champions, and we can add four more belts to that list of ever never-ending WWE championships, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I, I yeah, exactly. I agree. Like, I do not see them allowing them to cross back and forth. None of their other belts do that. Cross from sh- um, right. from show to show. So I just don't see them uh, them allowing that to to happen. Like, they had the floating world champion, like the undisputed champion, years ago. I mean, again, it only lasted a few months because then they ended up splitting splitting up the world titles again. But um, I think one of the reasons they did that is because it just didn't work. That's right. So, so yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, it'd be an interesting idea. But to actually execute that, it might be tricky. But we'll see what happens. It really seems they're going in that direction, though, with, with um, introducing the uh, tag titles for sure. You've got it, Park Pontiac. So, it looks like there are multiple title changes planned for TLC as of this moment, as per Cage Side Seats. So, is TLC this week? Is it this coming Sunday or is it the following week? I believe it's the following. Okay. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think, yeah, the 16th sounds right. So, you and I have already speculated that Mr. Dean Ambrose will likely, we assume, although we've been wrong certainly in the past will likely beat Seth Rollins mm-hmm. for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Brock Lesnar is not defending his belt, his uni- his uh, undisputed championship. Or universal championship. My, my apologies, yeah. And, uh, I don't the, think the, they've announced anything for Daniel Bryan, yeah, have they? D-Bry? I don't know if they have. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm, li- I'm, losing, I'm losing touch on the whole, uh, the whole situation here. I feel like they haven't. Speaking of losing touch of the situation... Has, uh, has Randy Orton been uh, MIA? No, he was on SmackDown this week. He, oh, he came yeah, he back. He fought Jeff Hardy. Oh, 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 God! All right, we'll get it. We'll get back to that. Ano- <laughs> we'll get back to that. Another one. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they fought a few. They fought a few times here. Yeah, because I was kind of wondering to myself, who is next for Orton? Oh, you know what? Sorry, it is. Uh, it, it is Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. it, it is. Eh? Correct. And then currently there's a triple threat match for the uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship between pretty much the only tag teams that are worth anything on SmackDown. The Bar, The New Day, and The Usos. Wow. I'd love to know you know, stats on who, how many times these guys have all wrestled each other. Right. It, it would be insane. And then um, Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. We know Ronda's not losing to Nia Jax. That's correct. Um, so we've got the, for title matches, we've got, uh, Seth versus Dean. I, we, we talked about that. Dean, I feel, we feel is going to win. Yeah. Ronda's not going to win. Will that be the headliner, by the way? Seth and Dean? No, I don't think so. No? 
I think it, um, it's probably going to be the, uh, honestly, I think it's probably going to be Becky Charlotte Nasca. Nice. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to be. Because I know that they've, uh, like, Charlotte and Ronda, they didn't main event. But I feel like Becky and Ronda was going to main event. Yeah. So I feel like they're going to just extend that now and have Becky and Charlotte and Asuka main event. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Um, so, yeah. So, and, well, Becky, I don't feel, is going to lose her belt. Um, Hopefully her... Uh, yeah. Her excite the excitement surrounding Becky isn't uh, dwindling. I'm hoping it. Uh, uh, no, it it seemed to still be big on yeah, SmackDown. Excellent. Yeah, for sure. And then yeah, and then there's the SmackDown tag team title match. No Raw tag team title match as far as I can see as of yet. Anyways. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, the uh, tag team division has uh, has stalled. Yes. Um. I, I want I want to talk about the Raw tag team championship. Um, or the champions, rather, in a little bit, too. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that'll be a good conversation. So we'll see what happens with TLC. Um, I guess there's going to be a couple, but there's a there's definitely a couple of guaranteed re- retentions, for sure. Got it. According to The Observer, there may be even more restrictions on WWE UK talent with Tyler Bate, Pete Dunne, and Trent Seven losing a Loser Leaves Town match in Fight Club Pro, which I'm presuming is a promotion in the UK. Yeah, so I'm assuming they, uh, to my knowledge, they've allowed a lot of these NXT UK guys to wrestle other, wrestle in other independent circuits. Right. And I have a feeling they're starting to kind of restrict which companies they're allowed to work for. Uh, it, uh, it, 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 it seems that way, yes. And, um, cause I had read another, uh, rumor. I don't think we're going to be discussing it, but they actually had a list of companies that the guys are currently allowed to wrestle under. And it certainly wasn't anything like ring of honor or, you know, any, any somewhat known indie promotions. So yeah, I, I guess they're just trying to put their foot down and keep it more in house. At this stage in the game, mm-hmm. especially with the size of the NXT brands. Heck, the NXT UK brand seems to be growing very quickly on its own. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I know Pete Dunne, um, people have been calling him out saying uh, that you're you're a sellout. Why? Because, you're, al- because you're, you're allowing yourself to kind of be stuck in WWE and you're, you know... Um, you're, 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 you know, you're staying there, even though you could wrestle in other places, you're choosing to stay there. Um, what Pete Dunn said is he says, I put 12 years, a countless amount of money and months away from home at a time in an attempt to get your dream job. That's what he's telling this guy. When you finally achieve your goal and you can also create a great life for your family, I'll make sure to discredit your hard work and tell you that you're a sellout. Yeah. Good point. Wow. You know, he's, he's. No matter what way you, no matter how you feel, the pinnacle of wrestling is WWE. Absolutely. It's the top of the mountain, no matter which way you look at it. And if you are now wrestling for WWE and you're making a decent chunk of change, I don't, I mean, you are, I mean, you, you wrestle your whole life. You, you wrestle in dive bars. You, like, you travel around the world away from your family. 
so that you can get to the top of the mountain one day. I mean, and Pete Dunne has been the champion for like a year and a half. Yeah. He's probably doing very well financially. And he's he's one of the one of the fan favorite. Like, if Pete Dunne, he's, he's in the UK. If he were to show up as one of the 30 guys in the next Royal Rumble, I would probably pop. Well, that says something. And here this guy is calling him a sellout. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, he should be like... Yeah, he should be complimenting him. Right. Great job on where you've gotten. Not, you should be risking everything mm-hmm. wrestling in dive bars and in, in the indie scene. Mm-hmm. Come on. But there are definitely fans out there that feel that way. Like if you, but and and it's just, it's just like um, it's just like music fans. You know, if you change your style of music, um, or you go, you get a little bit away from, uh, or you find a little bit of success, even, um, all of a sudden you're now a sellout. Well, that's right. You know, it, it's the same thing. But it's like you know what we are. Happened to Metallica. <laughs> certainly happened to Metallica. Yeah. But at the end of the day, these if these guys if these bands weren't in it, at least to a certain extent for the money. Well, that's right. Why wouldn't they just play for free? Why would? Why are they signing to major labels? Why are they? Uh, why are they touring in larger places? And I just had this conversation with someone about the NHL. A lot of these guys, a lot of these players uh, love, love hockey. And that's the thing. There's a, that's something special about hockey is uh, there is a special love for the sport when these kids grow up, right? They play in the minors and whatnot, and they, they, they genuinely love hockey. But I was talking with someone, and I asked them, how many of these players do you think at some stage in the game stop loving it as much as they used to? But keep playing it because of the money because no one talks about that no one talks about that way and, and and how about any pro sport you know basketball football soccer whatever maybe at one stage of the game they can't stand it anymore but they're still fairly good players and keep playing it due to the money that's kind of same kind of thing you're talking about wrestling you know they love wrestling but they're kind of doing it for the money as well otherwise if we didn't work for money, this whole planet wouldn't work. We would just do nothing. We would we'd stay at home and we'd work on our yard and, and spend time with our families and et cetera, et cetera. But we work all in all for money. So I don't know, even if it's entertainment to a degree, you know, they're not they're still getting paid. To a degree it's uh, I mean it's uh, um, a craft and it's an art. But it's still a job. It's still a job. It's you've still got um, bills to pay. Yeah. You've got uh, children. Pete Dunn, for example, just uh, him and his—I don't think they're married—but his and his girlfriend, I think, just had a baby, and um, he's going to want to put some money away for her for college or university. You know, make sure she has a really nice, nice, um, easier upbringing than maybe he did. Sure. So. Anyways, I don't know. That whole the whole cello thing never ever really made much sense to He's me. He's got to save up money for her future uh, bear tattoo on her knee. Yes, that's right. She needs a, um, a, a new bear tattoo. Matching bear tattoo. Or maybe it'll be the rump and comp- combined it's one full bear. It's got to be it. <laughs> and, and bear. <laughs> Weird. This got awkward. <laughs> All right, next up on Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer, the legend himself, mentioned he's heard 
there's been lots of talk of Alistair Black being called up to the main roster. Well, I would have seen him being called up earlier than friggin' Lars Sullivan, but that obviously didn't happen. <laughs> that doesn't seem to matter nowadays, does it? I don't get it. You even look at the, some of the women in NXT that are called up before other women, and it's clear that they leave some of the big, the you know, the bigger names behind because they don't have very many big names anymore. You almost need you, you almost need to wait until they've been able to build somebody else up enough. To take kind of so that so that you can replace them with someone else. I think NXT, to be honest with you, is in for some problems soon. So they've got a handful of talent mm-hmm. that is good, mm-hmm. right? And they're gonna need to sign them up soon. They're gonna need to bring them over. So we got Alistair Black, Johnny Gargano, you got um, Tommaso Champa, and you've got uh, the 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 group there. Oh yeah, the undisputed, undisputed era, era yeah, which uh, encompasses uh, three or four dudes. Four yeah, dudes. There's Adam Cole. Yeah. Roderick Strong. All four of those guys. Yeah, Bobby Fish and uh, Kyle O'Reilly. So those guys we just named, Velveteen Dream, Ricochet. Ricochet. I'd stop there. I'm not even including EC3. When you get rid of those guys, you got a problem. You don't have a money. You know, it's not as big anymore. I don't. I'm not really impressed with EC3. And I think you've said the same thing. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've actually never been a fan of EC3. Nah, I heard his mic work. Eh, it's, I don't know. The, the thing about good body, the, good body there, I'll give him a... Look there, at that body. Look at that body. But, um, you know, they're not going to call all these guys up at the same time. They're not, so, but they've been on NXT for a long they time. They have been, so, I mean, you, you, <laughs> you, feel, you do feel like maybe, you know, when is their time going to come? Right. So they're gonna have to call up some guys here and there. Samoa um, Joe was on there for yeah, a long time. For a long time, yeah, exactly. Same Finn Balor was there for a long time. I think that's the problem is they're holding these guys on the show because they don't have a lot of replacements. Mm-hmm. So they gotta they gotta bring some guys over and I don't know. I'm not sure what to say. They've got a few guys on the on the horizon. Um, they've got some people in the the performance center that I think they're pretty high on. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess well, you know, time will tell. I think for for this very moment, um, yeah, I like. Can they afford to get rid of uh, to move an Elster Black or a Tommaso Ciampa or a Johnny Gargano um, or an, an Adam Cole? We forgot about one guy up to the main roster. King of Bros. Oh yeah, Matt Riddle. But he's for, he's going to be there. No, a while. he'll be there for a while. They're yep. going to use him as I think the next big baby face. He's only wrestled um what. One match, I've I think. Seen, in a, I've seen the one match. He's done the house shows. He's he's doing the NXT house shows, I think. Okay, but yeah, I think he's only wrestled the one match though on like pay per view or on NXT the actual NXT show. Yeah, we may not see him in the main roster for two more years. Probably not. No, no. But um, you know, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll. I, you know, it all depends on how you know how much they really need the star power on the on the main roster right now. Um, the main roster is hurting. They're really hurting. Yeah, they are. They certainly are. Speaking of Alistair Black, Wrestling Inc. says that he actually recently got married to who? Zelina Vega? Interesting. I didn't even know they were dating. Yeah. Did you know this? No no clue. She used to be be engaged to Austin Aries a long time ago. That's crazy. Sounds like that didn't end well. Oh, really? Yeah, it didn't end well. 
Oh, okay. Um, but um, I'm gonna have to do some googling on that or what? Yeah, she, actually, on Twitter one time somebody said something, oh. and she literally said, "Don't associate my name with his" or something like that. Oh, wow, like, it was pretty oh, harsh. Oh my! It was it was it was definitely a snap. Someone I know would would say, "Oh man," he probably would. <laughs> so yeah, no, I didn't even know they were a thing. But hey, right on! Congratulations. Congrats, guys. Mr. and Mrs. Black. You look beautiful together. Or maybe she'll take his name, Alistair Vega. And then they can be part of Street Fighter. <laughs> He'll have to wear a mask and get some Wolverine claws. <laughs> All right, Starcade was the most watched show of the week. Last week, that is. On the WWE Network, says the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. This has led to optimism about future house show specials. Um... We continue to build on our rumor about house shows and how they're going to be treating them. Ugh. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't really get this whole Starcade thing. Um, it's got story like it's. It doesn't really seem to progress any storylines. It seems like they're just doing it because of flair. There, and I mean, yeah. Like, was it in was it in North Carolina again? Is that where it is? I don't know. I thought like, it was because last year it was like in Charlotte or Greensboro oh. or something, which is uh, like that's like flair country. That's like old school NWA country. So um, I think that's why I thought originally they had it there, but I'm not quite sure why. Um, I'm not quite sure if they had it there this year again. But yeah, no, I don't really understand. There were no title changes. Um, you didn't expect there to be. It like it wasn't technic like it was. It was a house show. It was not a technically a televised event. They broadcast you know a shortened hour version on the network, but that's all they did. Hmm. Yeah, they don't. I don't know. I think they had voiceovers afterwards. I don't think they had any live announcers even, like commentators. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem much different than from any other, you know, regular show, no. non-televised show. No, it makes no sense. It makes not really much sense. Okay, uh, Fox. That's the network. Fox wants Ronda Rousey on SmackDown, according to Wrestling Inc. The network thinks her mainstream popularity and credibility as a former athlete will help them sell the show to advertisers. Now, the word on the street, and we've talked about this before, is that um, apparently Fox wants SmackDown to be more to be presented more as an athletic competition, a lot more sports oriented. Bobsledding. Well, yeah, I think I think what it's going to be, we're going to see um, we're going to see mixed bobsleds. So we're going to have Carmella and our Truth. Oh no. Versus uh, Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Black. <laughs> Gotta get it right. Um, so yeah, so uh, so yeah, so anyways, that's the that's um, I think part of the biggest reason that they want Ronda over there because she is obviously looked at as a legit athlete. That also allows her to wrestle such names as Charlotte Flair, yes, Becky Lynch, our yes. truth, yes. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to uh, the main event of WrestleMania, Ronda Rousey versus (laughs) R-Truth. I'd watch that. (laughs) From a shoot shoot perspective, that would be damn good. (laughs) Can you imagine Ronda um, R-Truth wins the Royal Rumble? Who are you going to face, Truth? I'm choosing Ronda Rousey! God, that'd be funny. And that's so something he would say, too. Totally. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I could totally see that happening, though. Alright, so speaking of Fox, a WrestleVotes tweet saying Fox wanted the pre-WrestleMania takeover 
on Friday instead of Saturday has led to speculation that starting in 2020, the network will air NXT in SmackDown's usual spot the week before WrestleMania. You know, that does make it quite interesting for that week because with SmackDown being on a Friday... Um, and they and if they and since they are moving the NXT Takeover event to the Friday, mm-hmm. I mean you can't have a network show and SmackDown going on at the same time. Like you can't do that. No. I mean you can do that, but it doesn't make any sense. No, it wouldn't at all. Like why would you want these two events to essentially compete with each other? <laughs> it makes no sense. Competition so, is gold. Yeah. So yeah, so to have NXT on SmackDown on Fox, that's huge. Yeah, that's huge for the uh, for for just the NXT brand to be on like true network television, even if it's just the one event. Get more eyes on it. Oh, massive, yeah. massive to expand the audience that way and advertise it beforehand as well. Maybe even show like obviously Fox would have then have the ability to show like promos on Fox to get people interested in the show you can obviously advertise it a bit on on the Smackdown shows coming up right basically saying hey you know what on Smackdown this week I mean it does suck to kind of lose that week of Smackdown especially right before Wrestlemania um but you could you could even have Raw and Smackdown stuff on Raw yeah really why not you can cross over a little bit just for the one for the one week Frankly, I see no problem with that. Mojo, are you sure? I'm trying to open this can of pork and beans. Well, well, here's the thing. You need a can opener. Oh my god, it's Mojo Raleigh in Sin Cara's mask. It, it's me, Sin Cara. <laughs> we're in a little trouble. Hey, hey, Angela. Where are you, Angela? Samantha! Samantha! Hey, yo! Oh, wait, Mona! <laughs> hey, yo! Hey, yo! Hey, yo! Hey, yo! Oh, no! It's a hey, yo off. <laughs> Scott Hall versus Mojo Rally. Hey, yo! Hey, yo! Hey, yo! Drink it in, dude! <laughs> Sip it in, dude! <laughs> Gobble it up! <gasps> Gobble it up, bro! <laughs> you moron! Comes up with a 7-Eleven big gulp. <laughs> I stopped at Circle K. <laughs> What's a Circle K? Used to be Max! Apparently Max has 10,000 locations ar- across the world. They're, they're all over the place. I was going to say, is that a lot? It's probably nothing compared to 7-Eleven, I'm assuming. The, that I can't tell you for sure. But 10000 seems like a lot. And they're they're a 100% Canadian company. Right arm. <laughs> Go get yourself a Frosta. Froster. <laughs> All of our American friends are like, what, what, what's a Max? They probably have Max. Think so? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Goof true. Wrong Max. <laughs> According to rumors on Raja, which is apparently a thing, about tw- uh, 2019's WrestleMania scheduling, TakeOver may have been moved to get more fans to show up in New York earlier in the week, as in past years a lot flew in for NXT, but skipped the Hall of Fame ceremony. 
Hmm. I think we kind of talked about a lot a little bit earlier today. Yeah. Do you, do you think they're kind of trying to sort that out a little bit more? I think that's part of it. Trying to get more money in. Yeah. People sticking around. They want uh, Miguel to stick around a little bit longer. That's right. Although Miguel showed up on the on the Friday to make sure he made it for the uh, Hall of Fame. Couldn't miss that Goldberg. He loves him some Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Onto the rock. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the rock's rumor got overruled by Goldberg. Oh, poor rock. <laughs> poor Dwayne Johnson. If only he had a career he could fall back on. <laughs> Next up, WWE is aggressively trying to sign a lot of talent for Wrestling Observer Radio, including talking to wrestlers who are currently under contract to other promotions. Hmm. What do you think about this? Is that a little cheap to do that? Well, it certainly um, wouldn't be the first time that they've done that. The whole um, the whole WWE um, empire was actually built on that back in the early 80s when Vince McMahon was trying to take it nationally instead of just being a territory. He wanted to be a national promotion. Right. Oh, he cherry-picked all of the big names from... The different promotions from the NWA, from the AWA, from um, the WFWA. Um, lots and lots of uh, people were brought in from other promotions in order to make the WWF a success back in the 80s. It's cutthroat. So it's, it is cutthroat. So it's certainly not unheard of. Um, and like we were talking about, like really, we're talk- we, we mentioned a bunch of guys in NXT and girls. And the, just the need to replenish those people once they move them up to the main roster. Because they can't keep them in NXT forever. You need somebody to come along and take their place. You need these guys from these and girls from these indie promotions to come in and take those spots. So I can totally see that happening. It's got to be done. There's no way around it. Lastly, Jim Ross is involved... With the All Elite Wrestling Project, says Raja.com. Oh, there's a .com now. Possibly even at the management level. So, Jim Ross has actually said on his podcast that he has 100% nothing to do with this. <laughs> wow. Um, he says, why in at this point in his life... <laughs> That's what I said like a week or two ago. What would he... And even and he name-dropped Chris Jericho as well, because Jericho is... Uh, is... Uh, you know, his name has been tied to this thing, too. Why in the world, at this stage in the game, would they get, like, into the wrestling business, especially in that capacity? Well, that's what I said two or three weeks ago. Yeah, you did. Remember I was talking about the ages? And I was saying, JR is not, no spring chicken. No, he's mid-60s now. And I was saying, even Jericho, for this type of work, that's that's a young man's goal. Like, Mm. not where he's at now. No. No, and I mean, unless he was gonna be brought in as like the like the Booker. Yeah, because we we talked about Jeff Jarrett with uh, TNA. Yeah, he was way younger when he yeah, did that. Yeah, he was. He we looked him up. He was only like thirty five. Yeah, he was way younger at the time. So he certainly wasn't pushing fifty years old. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it would be tricky because he's been Fozzie's been super successful. So in order to even become, you know, to even in just like the booking capacity for a show like this. He would have to devote a lot of time to it. Even helping them out, starting it up, it's still a lot of time. It's still a lot of time. A lot of effort. Yeah. What I will say is that Fozzie just finished their tour. 
just finished their tour for um, their most recent album, uh, which I can't remember the name of it. Judas is what it's called, I, I believe. Is that okay, that sounds right. Yeah, they used the same. I, mean, I know that was the name of the song. Let's call it Judas. Sure. So they just finished their world tour. They ended in, they ended in um, I can't remember, it was the Calgary, Vancouver. And now they're all going home to recharge and probably maybe you know get together and write some more stuff. So, I mean, who knows? Like, maybe he is putting Fozzie to the side and he's getting back into the wrestling game full-time. You know, not as a wrestler, but as a, as the booker or as the creative head or whatever that may look like. But yeah, but so, I mean, that's very possible. But it doesn't seem extremely probable, does it? No, it doesn't. No. Nope. No, sir, it does not. And especially for JR, at this, at this stage in the game, um, seems a little far-fetched. You think he just at this stage of the game would want to kick his feet up, go on a couple more Jericho cruises, have a couple cocktails. I'd love to check out the Jericho cruise if there's another one. Be fun, eh? Oh, I think it would be such a blast. I think I'd like it. I would too. And we could do a podcast from it. A live podcast from the Jericho cruise. The RGW. Man. And maybe maybe we'd have Jericho on it. (laughs) You're like, you're like throbbing the mouth. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? Hey, Chris, you got an hour? We uh, just want to talk to you. Okay. <laughs> okay. He sits down. Hey, these are some sweet gold-plated microphones you got here. You guys are all right. That's right. But you know what? I'm busy, so I'm going to actually have someone fill in for me. No. Knock, knock. What's going on, guys? Oh, no. Oh, no. You weren't on this ship. No, I wasn't. I uh, hopped on a fishing boat. Actually, I got a job as a janitor. Went mopping the poop deck. Lots of poop. Chris promises me he'll pay this time. <laughs> he said he's going to get me on the Fozzie tour. He told me I'd may be able to sing a song. In fine print, it says you are allowed to sing a song. But nowhere near our band. You must sing it in the closet. Must be sang in shower in your own home. (laughs) Oh, Joe, what are you singing? Break it in, dude. Oh, what a guy. (laughs) Oh, what a night. All right, put your angry cap on. That was our rumors of the week. And it is now time to discuss air our grievances we're going to be talking about the dull, repetitive state of the world wrestling entertainment. You ready? I'm ready. All right. So, as we mentioned, over the last, oh, God, I want to say weeks, but let's go with months. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWE's been getting on our nerves. we kind of been discussing this, but oh, even when the mind was with us in the past. And um, it's almost gotten to the point where both Raw and SmackDown, for the most part, and well, and 205 Live are essentially unwatchable. Agreed. Like, I cannot sit and watch three hours of Raw. Um, even when I did watch Raw on a regular basis, I'd always, uh, you know, always record it. I would watch it later on after it was on live, and I would usually finish the show in about 40 minutes. Because there's so much repetitiveness and filler in a three-hour show. Yeah. It is, like you said, unwatchable. 
it is a chore. There's really only, I'd say, like 30 to, to 40 minutes of anything that people would actually want to see right. on Raw, but probably and SmackDown. And it is, it's, like you mentioned, absolute filler. They have too many, I, I think they're almost at the state, they have too many guys, too many B and C players hired on under the roster. And, you know, I, I, I realize they have families and they need to make money and whatnot. But being on the main show like this, I, I don't need to see these type of guys wrestling in the middle of the show when you know damn well people are getting up in the middle of the crowd and going for pee breaks. Like, I don't need to see the revival going up against, you know, whatever. It doesn't really matter at this mm. stage in the game. Is is Breezango on Raw or are they on SmackDown at this stage? Well, I, I think know, they're SmackDown, right? Well, I know Fandango is injured. Um, and I think I think Breeze just kind of filled in here and there where he's been needed. I don't even think he was... He was even stuck on well, he one got, or the he other. He got absolutely destroyed in a match a few weeks ago against Bobby Lashley. That was Lashley, right? That was Raw. Who, who wants to see that? No, nobody wants to who see that. Who want that? It's is, not entertaining that for, is, for on for either side. It doesn't it doesn't do anything for anybody. Absolute garbage. You got you know you, other. There's so many guys. You got the Ascension. Don't need to see them. The Revival. Don't need to see them. I don't want to see all these B and C players and. You know, throw them on a, if they if you think they're so good, throw them on their own show because no one's gonna watch it. No <laughs> one wants to see it. Yeah, it's um, there's way too many people, way too many people. Um, even for a three hour show, there's too many people to try and squeeze in there. And it's like they try to squeeze everyone in. A lot of times they do. Yeah. Yeah. It and it's just a it's just a mushy mash and mess. And speaking <laughs> of too many guys. All of these guys are facing each other too many times. Mm -hmm. So here's some examples, and I'm sure you'll have some off the top of your head, head as well. So Seth versus Ziggler. Apparently these guys have wrestled like probably like 30 times over the last couple of months. Yeah. Between house shows and pay-per-views and, and whatnot. Um, I've seen Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley way too many times. Uh, Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles. Come on. That felt like the feud that was never end. Never end. Never end. And actually, how about Samoa Joe versus Shinsuke? Like, did they really need to fight each other four different pay-per-views? Oh, you mean uh, you mean um, AJ versus AJ. Oh, sorry. Shinsuke, I said Samoa yeah. Joe. AJ versus Shinsuke. Yeah. No, agreed. Yep. No, they definitely did not. Uh, Roman. How many times did Roman Reigns fight Brock Lesnar? Too many. How many times did Roman Reigns fought, fight uh, Braun Strowman? Although it was staggered, too many. How many times has uh, Jeff Hardy fought Randy Orton? Yeah, too too many. He wrestled him this past week on Raw on SmackDown again. I'm not exactly sure why. And you know what's bad too? Going back to Seth versus Ziggler, where on WWE.com they continue to put. I swear they've done this twice with them already. That they rekindled their feud with the with the Intercontinental Championship. Anytime you see that rekindle yeah. thing on the on the website, mm -hmm. hot garbage. Yeah. That is just lazy writing. The rekindle feud mm. equals lazy writing. Absolutely, um, and lazy writing is a is another big reason why um, these shows are so dull, so dull. Like this past week, we saw Dean Dean Ambrose dressed essentially like Bane. 
<laughs> um, yeah, this big gas mask on and like this, I don't know, like a fur coat or something. I don't know what the heck he was wearing. Well, it's so lazy. They're clearly using Bane in, in Batman as right. a reference. Yeah. And everyone in the crowd can see it. Yeah. Did they think besides, you know, did they think that we weren't going to get that? Yeah. Finn Balor, uh, back in the, um, I saw a few videos today actually that people were posting um, on the indies. Sometimes used to come out with a kind of like a Bane style mask. Oh yeah, he was Prince Devitt. Okay, he would come out like that, um, and that was years ago. So this is not—it's certainly nothing original that he, that they're doing, and it's certainly not doing him any favors whatsoever. I personally like Bane. I like the way his voice sounds. <laughs> I'm also a big fan of masks. <laughs> you would be Sin Cara. You would be. <laughs> I personally really like going to hospitals and listening to the nurses talk to one another in the ER. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then just just lazy writing, like um, and even the lazy booking. Like, you've got somebody wins this week, and then they fight again, and the other guy wins, and then they fight again, and the other guy wins. It's just like this fifty-fifty booking. It's not making anybody look strong. No, and, and you just love this one. I, speaking of what you Ooh. said, is where two guys have to wrestle each other to see if the, if the winner can wrestle that same champion. Yeah, like basically, like and we you, you've seen it countless times where the challenger will fight the champion in a non-title match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if they win, they get a title shot. It'd be like um, Seth versus Dean Ambrose. And if Dean wins, then Dean gets to fight Seth Rollins for the championship. And you, and you, I mean, and you don't see that in real combat sports. Like back in the day, you know, you didn't have Georges Saint Pierre coming out after that one fight um, and say to was it to Matt, Matt Hughes? Hughes? Matthew Hughes. I, I I am not impressed with you with your performance. And then Matt Hughes says, "Well, you know what? Let's fight." And if you beat me, you can have a title shot at the next pay-per-view. <laughs> Against me. Against me again. Oh, oh, man. It's like, so, like, what is the incentive to watch that match again? There isn't any. There isn't. It's, it's been there, done that. Like, I've already seen the match. I don't, you know, it makes no sense as to why it wasn't for the title to begin with. Yeah, lazy writing. How about uh, this whole Bailey-Sasha Banks thing that's been dragging on for probably what eight months now will they won't they now they're a team now they hate each other what is going on well with... i thought that they were gonna bust them up again um be, like was it before evolution or at what anyways uh, semi-recently i thought they were gonna break them up again and they were finally gonna pull the trigger on this feud but they've been pulled this feud has been going on like teasing this feud for how long has it been? And then Bailey like lost her crap one time on on Sasha, beat the crap out of her, and right? That meant nothing. And it meant absolutely nothing. Then they were best friends. Where did how did that happen? Yeah, she destroyed her. And the fans actually enjoyed it. Yeah. When she lost her mind. They did. Because it was something different that we were seeing out of Bailey instead of the same old same old thing. But um, And no. we know how she feels cuz we lost our mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But all serious aside. (laughs) I was going to say we need some, like, sad piano to maybe add into the background there later on. Do you think we can work that out? uh, We can work that out, Sheila? Oh, yeah, I guess I could. What the heck? Or, uh, or, uh, 
You think you can work that out for us there, Sable? Oh, no. You got it, baby! Hey, that was pretty funny. Uh, Sable's done that before this podcast, hasn't she? That's pretty funny stuff. <laughs> Mojo, don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> oh, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty harsh stuff. Oh, and um, and let's not forget just the the terrible, terrible promos that people are cutting. Well, if you if you caught the first ten seconds of our podcast of episode eighty nine, you would have heard Nia Jax's amazing work on the November twenty sixth episode of Monday Night Raw. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was so bad. Um. And the thing about it is that she's not the only one. No. Like, here, and here, here's the thing. Unfortunately, these days, and a lot of guys, um, and girls rather, are, um, you know, they're kind of the, they're not guilty of this. They're kind of a victim of this. Okay. WWE scripts now virtually all of their lines. So you've got these people going out there who are not actors. They're not trained actors going out there and they're trying to remember lines. You can tell too. You totally can tell. You could tell with Nia in the, in the ring that she was looking kind of in the air with her eyes thinking about what to say. Back in the day, and we know this, they would go and they would say, go, here's some points. Outline. Here's an outline. You know, here are the points we, we want you to hit. Fill in the blanks. Fill in the blanks. You got it, exactly. And that's all the big the big names did it. That's the but that, And that was one of the problems Roman Reigns had. That'd be like us in our podcast right now, writing out every word for word. It would sound like we were reading, reading out, reading out our podcast. That's what they're doing, essentially, on Monday Night Raw, just in their head. Yeah. Naya is thinking word for word what to say, and then stumbles, and then says that, I'm just stalling for time because she has no idea what to say until yeah. that stupid music hits yeah. for them to come down to the ring. Yeah, yeah. Another thing I, I really hate is um, back, getting back to the fact that they're not actors, but they're given these lines and sometimes they're trying to come off comedic. Right. But, I mean, they're not comedians. The timing is all wrong. It's just bad comedy. I'm not... We're not watching wrestling to watch bad comedy. Sometimes things are legitimately funny, and some people have a legitimate amount of charisma, and it's pretty darn funny. Sure. But a lot of times, it doesn't work out that way. It does not come off well. It's just bad comedy. Bad acting, bad comedy, makes for bad television. <laughs> Boo! So we uh, we've discussed terrible promos, lazy writing, uh, same matches. We've discussed how Raw is too long, three hours. SmackDown being two hours, that's eh, somewhat acceptable, I guess. Well, just kind of getting back to the the fact that you were saying, you know, of the three hours, there's about a half an hour that's good, right? Yeah. Out of the two hours of SmackDown, about a half an hour is good. Yeah. So that's a quarter of the show, at least, is good. That's right. Whereas with Raw, if you've it's only got a half an hour, that's a six of the show. Yeah. Is the rest is as a good friend of mine would say, hot garbage. 
That's a good guy right there. Yeah. You know what? This is kind of confusing. So you got a quarter that's good, and you got a six that's good. So I think we need to figure out the math here. Hey, Steiner, can you get over here with PD Pump? <laughs> we need to get this going. We need some Steiner math. We need Steiner math. Yeah. If you haven't watched that on YouTube, look it up. It is gold. It is so funny. <laughs> really funny. Not as funny as me, though. Shut up, Mojo. Go away. You're not funny at all. <laughs> You're an embarrassment and a freak. Oh. <laughs> Get go, out. Get out of here now. Now go hide in the washroom like you always do. <laughs> Sing in the shower if you need to. Yeah. Oh, Mean Gene's going to make fun of me again. <laughs> All right, let's go to this. How many pay-per-views are there in a year? We have been ranting about this this year more than ever because uh, over a small period of time, we not only had the regular pay-per-views, but now you got all of the spectacle pay-per-views that are going on across the planet. So you got the Super Showdown that took place in Melbourne, Australia. You've got um, the one that took place uh, the the the, ta- the um, Crown Jewel Crown Jewel yeah. pay-per-view, which probably shouldn't have taken place in in my opinion. Correct, but it did. But it certainly did. Yeah. And it actually, I think the first one that took place was less than 12 months before that. Oh, yes. The, I mean, um, well, here, here's a weird thing. Crown Jewel is a regular thing now. You had WrestleMania at the beginning of April. Yeah. And like three and a half weeks later, you had the big show. The Greatest Royal the Rumble. The Greatest Royal Rumble. So the big show there um, in Saudi Arabia just after WrestleMania, which they almost made into like a spectacle the size of WrestleMania. Which and it was actually better than WrestleMania. Well, WrestleMania was kind of uh, was kind of ho hum this year for sure. Yeah, but WrestleMania is supposed to be like the World Series, the Super Bowl, you know, of the the wrestling year. It's, it's their big show. Having another show that seems almost to be as promoted, as big, you know, as a show that they had three weeks prior, which is supposed to be your big show. Kind of takes away from the big show, does it not? Oh, uh, it does. It absolutely, you know, wiped it clean. Yeah. So, um, very recently, like we t- we've talked about this kind of ad nauseum in the last few weeks, but um, you had like five or six pay per views or special events or whatever in the span of like seven weeks. Yeah. Too much. So, th- so if you got all these special events. It kind of makes none of them special. Yeah. Because you've got all of these events that are that are advertised as big, huge events. So why why am I interested in today's big event if there's going to be another giant event a week and a half from now? Yeah. And Where you, there's probably going to be the same matches. You're going to become desensitized to the excitement. You're not excited anymore. No. And that's where we're at right now, I think. And, it, and it's not... I mean, we're obviously... Uh, ranting on this platform, but we're not the only ones that feel this way. The um, Raw actually posted uh, it actually a couple months ago. It posted its worst number in history. It posted again its worst number in history. SmackDown this past week, not its worst numbers in history, but posted its second worst number since they moved back to Tuesday nights. <laughs> like doing the live Tuesday night show. And that November 26th Raw that we uh, were talking about there with, uh, with Naya and whatnot, there were articles on the web, one specifically from Cage Side Seats, from a writer stating that it was the worst Raw he had ever seen yes. in his life. Yes. 
So, um, yeah. Is that acceptable? It's not. It is not. But they, at the end of the day, they don't really, they don't have to really worry about it because people still watch. They do still watch. You know, but um, they're, they're still, they're still making money. Technically, as a company, they're still making tons of money. Maybe not necessarily through the people because house show revenue is down um, and uh, merchandise revenue is down, attendance is down, but they're still making money on the network. Yeah. They're still making big money on their TV deals. So if, you know, if, you know, Fox is paying them, what, a billion dollars? Right. Over five years for SmackDown, is the, is there really any true incentive to make the show better if you've if if they've already put a billion dollars in your pocket? Yeah, I don't know. To me, I'm thinking no. Agreed. They just become complacent. Agreed. Complacency is not great. So um, yeah, so too many pay per views. Absolutely. Uh, one thing about it is just the characters. The lame characters that they have. Uh, we're talking about guys like the Ascension. We're talking about guy, um, ladies like Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, no Way Jose. Yeah. What is that all about? We just, no Way Jose is kind of like Adam Rose who failed three years ago. Yeah. Why would they bring in the same sort of gimmick again? That's right. He is basically the same thing. It's, it makes no sense. Um, this smiling Finn Balor. Yeah, the, 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 the guy that had the... The first um, undisputed championship, Universal. Universal. I always call it undisputed. Yeah, I know. Starts with a U. It I don't does, know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's been relegated to this smiling goody two shoe wrestler. I, I don't know what he is. I, I'm. I don't know. I'm, I'm not really sure what to say about him. The crowd does seem to like him. Like the live crowds. I will say that. Well, he's a nice guy. <laughs> he gets some of the bigger pops of yeah. the night for sure. Um. So maybe that's just my personal opinion about him. Yeah, you're right. They do seem to to like him, but uh, and I think it seems like to be like more of an underdog thing, kind of like he's almost replaced Daniel Bryan. Yeah, in a way, Daniel yeah. Bryan doesn't. Well, he's a heel now, but he wasn't getting the same kind of pop. So it's it's tricky, eh? Like Finn Balor, he's just going to be entering it. I'll talk about it in a moment, but um, he's entering into a feud now. It seems with Drew McIntyre. Does that seem like a very even fight to you? No. No, it's not realistic. Drew McIntyre's got to have 70 pounds on him. Probably eat him for breakfast. <laughs> Just saying it all. Uh, we've got... We, 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 it's funny, we mentioned smiling Finn Balor. What about smiling Bobby Roode? Smiling Bobby Roode. Yeah, the guy was huge in NXT, comes over to the main roster and is used incorrectly to the max and now he's just basically like he's been teaming with uh chad gable they're 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 glorified jobbers he if he was used as a heel from day one and correctly he could have been one of the main guys and now look where bobby root is it makes no sense the way they brought him in to the main roster he shouldn't have been a good guy he was a heel on nxt that's what got him over he was a cocky heel why bring him in as as, as si- anything as, as anything but that's right it 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 just makes zero sense you could maybe turn him face in the future but he's got to earn he's got to earn it th- by being a heel sure and they they went about it the wrong way yeah absolutely uh you 
continuing with the smiling trend. You got Ronda Rousey. So Ronda Rousey... Coming out with his big stupid grin on her face. Everything about Ronda, for the most part, is fine. Yeah. But this smile thing Mm -hmm. is so dumb. Like, tell her to stop. In the UFC, she barely smiled. Mm -hmm. And she was over to the moon. Mm -hmm. Red hot, white hot. Why is she coming out with this big smile on her face when she's supposed to be uh, like a, a female Ken Shamrock? Right. Like she's supposed to be intense. Yeah. You're losing legitimacy, Rondo, when you're coming out with a big smile on your face, coming into the ring and smiling, and then you change your face to serious. Mm-hmm. What's that all about? Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. You cannot do that. So she's, so she's a good character, but they, they tweaked it wrong. They need to need to tweak it correctly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, how, and I feel the crowd is uh, is actually all they're starting to mm-hmm. it, like the, the the her popularity is is starting to dwindle well, slightly. Well, it's shifting to Madam Lynch, so yeah, it is. Yeah, but um, but just the it's it's very quickly it's shifting away from her. Well, the problem is she kind of comes across as being a little phony. And Lynch, uh, although it's all a work, is kind of coming across as she's had enough. And this is her this is her being herself now. Mm-hmm. Like, like, she's finally being taken seriously. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of going with that. Yeah, no, it's true. And Charlotte freaking, like, uh, freaking out there a few weeks back and turning heel. Mm-hmm. Crowd dug it. Because Charlotte is a natural heel, mm-hmm. and she sucked as a face. Yeah. So. But she's kind of in that weird tweener stage, even still back on SmackDown. She's kind of in the middle. She's not a heel. She's not a face. And that's what Becky is. Yeah. I well, mean, like Becky's more. Yeah, I know. Becky, we've kind of branded now as the antihero. The antihero. Like she's the heel. Like she does heelish things, but she's likes the fans. Yeah, like, yeah, like she's kind of uh, taking the fans with her, right? And that's how Dean Ambrose turned full fledged heel when this last Monday when he started bashing the crowd. Hmm. Well, now he's full heel, right? Daniel Bryan is also full heel. Oh yeah, yeah. What what did he? So I'll just mention to you real quick. So um, on SmackDown, he had this interview with uh, the Miz. He was on Miz TV. Okay. Okay. And. he was kind of yakking about uh, how the fans and you know they're you know they're a bunch of you know they're you know they're they're not behind him anymore or whatever and they were giving him the what treatment and um, what he said something what the heck did he say did I write it down uh, oh yeah so he was he was calling them fickle he says the fans are fickle and they're like what he goes fickle what fickle and then basically he says. Um, what they're doing is, uh, he's like, listen to all these sheep. I'm, I'm, he's like, all they do is they recite something stupid from 20 years ago. <laughs> and they kind of shut up a little bit yeah. when he said that. Yeah. 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 Kind of gave him some booze. He's actually not doing a terrible job. I must say he's deaf. He's coming across, um, as a smart heel and, and as uh, I'm better than you because, I'm a vegan, and ah, I'm uh, you know, CM Punk. My, my wife, my wife and I, um, we only eat like like sustainable food, and 
Oh, this is the CM the, Punk thing. Kind of, but but he's Absolutely. not a straight edge. He's uh, you know, he's like environmentally friendly. <laughs> he's, right? the, he's the environmentally <laughs> friendly superstar. So, <laughs> the EF superstar. But uh, for example, um, Byron was asking him um, because they were on commentary during the main event, and Byron was asking him how his how he thinks his daughter is going to view him. Cause, um, and he's like, what do you, he's like, um, I think she's going to be proud of me. And what I want her to do is go in there and, uh, I'm going to tell her to go and kick, kicks as many men in the groin as she wants. Oh. Just kick them all in the groin. And then he kind of went on and on and on. And then he basically, uh, ripped Byron a new one. He said, he started tell, talking about the fact that he, that he sees what he eats. He, I've seen, I've seen you eat, 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 um, farm rate or, um, like, um, uh, what, far, factory raised chicken or something? I see how much chicken you eat, Byron. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> just like ripped them, and then they panned away to like Tom and uh, Tom and Corey, and they're both just like stunned, like oh, holy crap! <laughs> it's actually it was pretty funny actually. And he's wearing like this, uh, he's wearing like a t-shirt with like greens on it, with like a plaid shirt over it, and then on top of that, almost like a brown like a grandpa sweater, like he's total <laughs> hipster. He's a hipster. He yo. is. Absolutely. <laughs> oh. And oh, and let's not forget your favorite, The Authority. Oh. You just love The Authority. We talked about this off air. The Authority figure is so done. Like, it is so overplayed. Oh, it's I, worse now than ever. Now they got Baron as an authority figure, and they got Alexa Bliss as an authority they've figure. Got two authority, two figures. different genders. And then chances are that, Kurt Angle's going to come back, and they're going to fight for the authority <laughs> figure. It's like, oh my gosh! At least when it was Kurt Angle, and and when it was Mick Foley, even though it was kind of a, it was a weird situation. At least you had the. At least they were faces, yeah, and they seemed fair. Whereas Baron Corbin, he's the same old heel authority figure using his using his power or misusing his power rather getting rid of rhino and making uh making uh what's his face there um i got, got kids, kids. <laughs> i forgot his name uh right uh, he's later he's later a oh, uh, referee yeah <laughs> mr i've got kids oh um, man so anyways um yeah so sick of the heel authority figure um ugh. pushing the wrong guys at the wrong time that's yeah. another thing they seem to be doing. Lars Sullivan, we mentioned earlier, like bringing him up and you know with and these vignettes they've put, been doing for him, pushing him right to the edge. I don't know. Speaking of vignettes, I saw a vignette on uh, NXT. I think it was NXT UK, one of those old school ones. No, it was just regular NXT. Okay. Of uh, you remember back in the day when they would always do vignettes for new up and coming guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did one for nice. someone. Cool. Don't remember he was like punching a, a heavy bag or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. I, I like that. I yeah. remember Jericho talking about that on his podcast. So he misses those old vignettes. I loved like one. It's funny the ones you were like you remember certain ones. Like, do you remember? When they were first introducing Razor Ramon, do you remember those ones? Uh, I or was that a little? Was... Um, I know which ones you're talking about because I've seen them. I remember like Edges. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Edge when he was like running through the subway yeah, and he was like a lost, sure, like a lost boy kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That one was cool. Um, Razors, I always remember because he's 
That's he's, the multicolored shirt one in the car. Uh, that that one for sure. And he would he would he you know he'd have this like this yellow this yellow shimmery suit on, of course, with no shirt on underneath for some reason. And he'd talking about him. You know, he'd be talking about the fact that his name is Razor Ramon. Yeah, and I'm oozing machismo. Yeah, you know, and um, like those leading up to his debut. Oh, those are super. I yeah. love those. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think Mankind had some, too. Mankind totally used to have those. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say Taz had some, but I don't think so. I think Taz no. was a surprise. His was a surprise, yeah, and you heard. You knew you knew Taz was going to be, was uh, was probably going to debut, but you didn't really know when. Right. And he debuted against Kurt Angle. That was I know huge. The Rock had some, but they they sucked. They weren't very good. No, I don't really remember too, yeah. those ones too, too much. Um... Yeah, I mean, there there are probably others. I just can't remember too many off the top of my head. For sure, sure Edge and Razor Ramon are two that I remember vividly. Yes. And um, and they were, I don't know, I remember I remember them very fondly as well. So I wish there were more of those. Yeah. Just kind of kind of bring them back. I like it's kind of like how they've been bringing back um, like the little uh, the little picture in picture uh, interviews, like the backstage interviews, like during the match. Oh. Like when you have yes. like Ray versus um. Randy Orton or whatever, and then you had like Rey Mysterio talking in the corner, and then you had Randy Orton talking in the corner. I personally like that. You like that, eh? Yeah, they did that at was that Crown Jewel. Yeah, they did that at Crown Jewel. I think they've done it on and off as well, on like SmackDown or maybe even the odd pay per view. I think they've done that too. I don't know. I think it's an interesting touch. Yeah, it's cool stuff. Yeah. So all in all, do you think all of this is the result of Vince McMahon? Do you think that when Vince finally decides to fully retire and hand over the reins to Triple H and his daughter Stephanie McMahon that things will in fact get better because you know they say Triple H drives NXT through and through NXT is doing quite well do you think things will get better when Vince is out of the picture um i truly believe they will yeah like i don't think that um, it's going to happen overnight. But it'll definitely... Like, I feel like they're going to go back to a little bit old school. Because I feel Triple H is an old school guy. Terrorizing? <laughs> oh, we watched this uh, We watched this pre um, old promo of Triple H from... It's got to be like 1992 or something in some... I think it was 94. Oh, whatever. I think he was in WCW ninety four already. Oh, so, okay, okay. So I think it was probably like ninety one, ninety two. Anyways, it was terrible, and um, it was this this local, I think New England, um, wrestling company, and there was this terrible interviewer backstage, and this manager, who apparently was referred to as Scorch, at one point, he laughed a lot, like hey hey, and he made some really awful. He left um, scorch marks in his pants. Maybe. Maybe that's why they called him that. But yeah, Triple H, was skinny. It was really funny, actually, because the, the his, manager look said... Look at his body. Look at this body. Look at this physical specimen. And he took off his robe. And uh, wait, he looked like me. Look at Christian. <laughs> he look like, kind of looked like Christian. Maybe a little smaller than Christian, actually. <laughs> well, Obviously sorry. taller. Let's not he's go like, that far. Because he's pretty... I mean, he's pretty tall. <laughs> definitely taller than Christian. Yeah. But um, definitely not the Triple H we know today. No. You got that right. And he had like a New England accent. He's like, he's like, I'm going to see everybody at the Marlboro Arena, Marlboro. 
<laughs> that was Triple H? That was Triple H. I thought his accent was kind of the same, no? No, he sounded like he was trying to be, like, from Boston or... What? <laughs> Come on. No, let, uh, you watch that thing I again. I gotta watch it again. Look this up. Terrorizing, everyone, <laughs> on YouTube. Terrorizing. Well, that was still his name in WCW, too. Uh, yeah, it was Terrorizing, yes, correct. Um, and then he was actually repackaged as one of the Blue Bloods. He was this French Blue Blood, Jean-Paul Levesque. Got it. And then they kind of took that. And then he had a terrible French accent. Yeah. Because he, he's not French, obviously. No, he's got a French last name, but he's not French. No, he's not. And uh, so, yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I heard somebody wrote a comment that instead of sounding French, he sounded more like the Iron Sheik. Or <laughs> 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 he called everyone Bubba, like Iron Sheik apparently does. But, um, so then obviously then he moved to, to uh, um, over to WWE, WWF rather at the time. And I think he kind of took that blue blood a little bit over there as well. Of course that changed about a year, two years in. So anyways, we digress. We digress. I think yeah, it's going I, to be a lot different. Again, it's not going to be overnight. I think we may even see some changes and some differences next year when Vince McMahon gets heavily into the XFL. starting up the XFL. They had a big uh, press conference, I think just today, announcing where the first eight cities are going to be. St. Louis is one of them, right? I am not even sure. And I, I've heard that there's going to be some sort of a Florida team. Could be. Yeah, there's a few. But St. Louis apparently is the the, the one solid team that's going to happen. Oh, okay, so so there you go. But, um, so yeah, so I think once he kind of gets into it full time and I, the, my understanding is that's the intent is that he's going to be taking on the XFL, like pretty much full time. Jeez. He's so old too. Like he's, uh, he just sold a whole bunch more of his stocks this, this year, this, uh, week, like for like $3 million. How or old something. is Vince? Vince, he's 70. 73, I believe. Oh man. Yeah. And he's starting this XFL again at 73 years old. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We were talking about, you know, for example, Jim Ross getting into <laughs> the wrestling know. business at 65. like Or, like, getting into, like, the owning the wrestling business part of it. Because um, he's obviously been involved in wrestling for many, many years. But back in 2000, was it 99 or 2001 that the XFL was around? Do you remember? Well, I, I remember when the XFL came, yeah. What year, though? Do you remember? Oh, was um, it 01? Yeah, it sounds about right. So, 01. So that was how many years ago? That was 17 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So Vince McMahon was, how old would that make him? Uh, 70, 73 now. Yeah, 63. so let's subtract 20 and then add 3 or what? Yeah, okay, fine. So he was... So he's 73, uh, so 53... He was like 56. 56, yeah, let's yeah, say 56. Sure. Wow, more Steiner math. There we go. Um, That's how E-Rock does it. But yeah, so he was mid-50s. Now he's early 70s. Yeah, I would not be thinking about starting an organization. No, like, I don't know. It's another one of those things where... I'd be like, hey, Shane, what do you think? Do you want to start the XFL? Yeah. I mean, this is almost like, for example, Vince McMahon having, like, another midlife crisis. Like, a lot of guys, when they have a midlife crisis, they go out and buy a sports car. Or they'll, uh, you know, they'll uh, buy a boat or motorcycle. Um... But Vince McMahon is like, damn it, I'm gonna start a rest. I'm gonna start a football company again. And Vince is fairly co confident that it's not gonna fail this time. He knows what it what went wrong last time, and he's trying to change all of that. It is true, and I think he. I mean, he's got. I think he does have good people 
Um, well, he's trying to. He's not. Tr- he's trying not this. to make it a joke this time. That is true. All of the jokey stuff. Well, they. I mean, they. They tried almost kind of like combining the wrestling and the and the football, right? Yeah. Whereas this time, I think it's the 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 thought is that it's going to be a, a straight up football professional football league. Um, that's going to be like an alternative to the NFL, not competing, obviously. And they're going to be in the, you know, it'll be, the season's going to go on after the NFL is already done. So it's just going to be kind of like a filler league in the middle. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. They're not going to try to compete with the NFL. You can't compete with the NFL. It's not going to happen. It'd be like, you know, people trying to compete with WWE. Right. Like, like from the get-go. You're not going to, comp- nobody's going to compete with WWE. You know, they're the juggernaut. Sure. Not going to happen. So, um, yeah, overall. What's funny is that we sit here, we complain, we rant, we rave, we uh, talk about how terrible the product is, yet we still continue to watch, or at least in our case, we try to keep track. We talk, and sometimes we talk about us being like the worst kind of wrestling fans, because sometimes we don't even watch the shows at all. Well, it's we're kind of like, we're kind of like Bruce Pritchard. Right, where they'll talk about wrestling, they love wrestling, but it's the older stuff they like to talk about right. more right. than the new stuff. Yeah. So, you know, the something to wrestle podcast. That's that's what they talk about. They talk like for two and a half hours about stuff that happened twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. But you will rarely hear them say the words Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Alexa Bliss. You know names that are current, because they that's current. Yeah, they're talking about old stuff. Yeah, you don't you don't hear uh, um, what's his name there, Conrad say, "Hey Bruce, did you watch Raw this week?" No, you you see that Lars Sullivan uh, vignette? Chat me up on that. Apparently, they used to talk a little bit about uh, some oh. of the uh, at the starting of. Oh yeah, yeah. They, but they they've scrapped it yeah, entirely. Now we just, now we just go just uh, the recap. Well, the recaps of, the, of shows and yeah, uh, and. Uh, documentary stuff sure about wrestlers yeah which is cool so we're kind of like that but we still like some of the new stuff like we don't we don't completely ignore it whatsoever so because there still is some good stuff going on yeah that's for sure yeah it's just there's a lot of stuff that needs to be improved and you know based on what i think what we've discussed this evening is pretty fair that there are issues and they would need to be looked at. I can understand not all of these bullet points that we've discussed that we've kind of documented will be resolved overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's certain things I guarantee will not be resolved. Too many pay-per-views? No. UFC does too, too many pay-per-views as well now. Yeah. It's it's a thing now. Too many shows. But Raw being three hours, you know, if they brought it down to two hours, I'd see, I'd see good things. Yeah. Uh, I don't see them doing that, unfortunately. Oh, I agree. Um, and it's really, and when it comes down to it, it's all about advertising dollars, and it's what it's it's about what the network wants. Right. And the network wants three hours, so the so WWE, I mean, they're they're kind of uh, have their hands tied behind their back. They've kind of they got to follow what the network wants, right? So um, yeah, it's really hard to really even watch Raw SmackDown these days. Um, like I watched, we didn't watch Raw SmackDown each this week. Um, I watched uh, the top ten of uh, that you that uh, WB puts out on YouTube. Let's just talk about that real quick this week. Oh yeah, week. sure. Let's talk about how the majority of this stuff was pretty. 
pretty awful. All right, let's do this. All right, so for Rob, top 10. Number 10 was Elias hit his guitar on Leo Rush. Because I guess Elias and uh, Lashley are feuding because Elias is a face now. Right. So, uh, yeah, he smashed a guitar over uh, over Leo Rush. Number 9. So we had, I guess we had Finn Balor was fighting, um, what's his name there? Jinder Mahal for some reason with the Singh brothers there. And um, I guess the Singh brothers were on the outside. And all of a sudden, Apollo Crews shows up. Gold, Jerry. Gold. Guess what you heard as he came down? Crickets. Crickets. Nobody cared that Apollo Crews came down and beat up the Singh brothers. Because then you know what happened? Uh, somebody came out and they beat him up. I think Jinder Mahal booted him in the face and that was it. <laughs> that was it for the Apollo Crews beatdown. <laughs> so but yeah, you, you could hear crickets. Oh no. That was number nine. Number eight is AOP versus uh, Chad Gable and uh, Smiling Bobby Roode. Again, crickets. Crickets. <laughs> Nobody cared. <laughs> and then for some reason, um, Drake Maverick, because he's their manager now, he gets tagged in. He's the one that makes the pin. Awful. Just awful. Didn't he urinate on Bobby Roode's robe the other week? I don't remember. I know he peed a couple times. Yeah, like he, he peed himself. Yeah. But then it was on WWE.com's site that yeah. to distract Roode and Gable during an AOP match, Drake Maverick was peeing on his robe backstage. Mm. Wow. That is terrible stuff. Uh, yeah, that's not great. No, no, no. Who wrote this garbage? Yeah, no, this is this is hot garbage, all right. Was it maybe the Road Dog? Ooh, I don't know if it was the Road Dog or if it was Dewey. Were they hard up for cash? It must have been to write this trash. <laughs> oh, this is the wrong show, so I don't think it was them. It rhymed, too. It was nice. Uh, number seven, we had uh, the Lucha House Party, for some reason, was, was fighting Scott Dawson of the Revival 3-on-1. For some reason. Wow. Now this was borderline crickets. <laughs> it wasn't uh, it wasn't silence. Um, the end of the match uh, basically saw the Lucha House Party win with a count one, two, three, and the crowd was counting along, but I think that's just because they like to count. I don't think that was because they were truly invested in this match. Counting is really fun. It's a great time. Love counting numbers. Love numbers. Watch me count to ten. One, two, nine, ten. Amazing. Uh, six, we had Slater beat Rhino. <laughs> Mr. I Got Kids. Yeah, I guess uh, whatever his name is there. Baron Corbin. Yeah, that's his name. Basically said, we only got room on the roster for one of you. So you're going to fight. And whoever loses is out. <laughs> And yeah, so anyways, uh, Rhino lost. So he apparently, during the commercial breaks, actually came out, uh, or maybe it was after the show, I'm not exactly sure, but actually said he's done. That's it, eh? He's done. He's hanging it up. Oh, wow. Yep, so he's finished. Thanks, Rhino. Yep. Slater's a referee now, apparently. Yeah, yeah I, afterwards, uh, Barron's congratulated him and said, here, here's your referee sh shirt. And uh, he's like, oh, I thought I was going to be a wrestler. He's like, no, you're a ref. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so number five, we actually had... What's their faces there? We had uh, the Hug Connection. Oh, no. The Boston Hug Connection there. 
they won uh, a match, and the crowd seemed to be pretty into it. Okay. Yep. Number four, the Riot Squad killed Natalia. <laughs> She's already dead. Uh, that was apparently to write her off. She apparently is injured, Natalia, so yeah. I don't know when she's going to be back. Probably oh. not till the new year, I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah. Because um, then it was supposed to be, and the main event was supposed to be Ronda Rousey and Natalia versus uh, Naya and Tamina. But because Natalia got beat up, Ember Moon showed up instead. She took her place. Thank so, God. Um, yeah, and then number number three was uh, Finn Balor beating up Drew uh, Drew McIntyre to a pop. And uh, Drew actually lost to Dolph Ziggler, who he actually turned on earlier in the night. Ziggler and uh, Drew are no longer a thing. Are you kidding me? Nope. Ziggler's face? I'm not really sure what he is. So wait, who turned on... Drew told Zig- Ziggler that he's no longer needed. He got where he needed to be, and now he can cut him loose. <laughs> That's so terrible. Yeah, oh, much. my God. Yeah. Oh, man, that is horrible stuff. Yeah. It's even worse if Ziggler stays heel because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. He's like, I'm back. I'm just back to no music again. So, so Ziggler is now – that's why he's with Baron Corbin and uh, – uh, Bobby Lashley. Uh, yeah, because he's not with Ziggler What's anymore. with all these mini-factions? Why know. does everyone need to be in this little hug fest group? Yeah, I know. That's what's cool about these these wrestlers that are that don't have any friends, like we talked about two yeah. weeks ago, like with Orton and all that. Mm-hmm. It almost kind of becomes cool not to have a faction. Right. Screw these factions. Yeah. Number two, we had uh, Bane Ambrose. Uh, be- <laughs> nice. I like how you did that. Beating up Seth Rollins. Um, to again, borderline crickets. Oh, wow. No one was really to, uh, anyways, the piece that I saw, nobody really seemed to care. Maybe it was because the heel was beating up the face. It could be, but, um, but it's not even like they were booing him. They were just kind of like, oh, he's beating him up again. Again. Yeah. Like they've been seeing this for how many years now between these two guys? Right. Exactly. And he hit him with a couple of dirty deeds there and. It'll probably be a little more interesting when Dean, as a heel, fights anyone else that's a face. Right. Because we have not seen that for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we haven't seen that since, well, since he was, before he was injured. That's right. Been a long time. You got it. And then, uh, yeah, number one was um, Rousey and uh, Ember Moon win their match to a pop. Tamina um, got the, or was submitted there. So the crowd liked it? Seemed to like it. Yeah, they liked it. So that was Raw SmackDown. Number 10 was uh, Daniel Bryan on commentary, who was, uh, again, he was ripping Byron Saxton a new one. That was during the main event, which was AJ Styles versus The Miz. Number 9, we saw AJ getting beat up by The Miz on Miz TV because uh, Daniel Bryan, he kind of got involved. He was there, and then AJ interfered. And then he ended up getting... How's Miz from a face-heel perspective at this stage? He's kind of in the middle. He's in the he's, middle right now, yeah? He's kind of a... Yeah, yeah. Uh, number eight, we had con- we had Charlotte and uh, Asuka kind of jaw-jacking while Becky was signing the contract. Um, Becky kind of just said that neither of you can beat me kind of thing. But Charlotte was just... Her, her character right now is really annoying, I find. Okay. Because she's kind of... she's Again, I think she's supposed to be the face... Or a little bit more of a face, but she's still acting like a heel. Comes off really cocky. Doesn't seem to be pulling off. I don't know, it's weird. I 
I thought Charlotte was actually more of a, the heel at the stage in the game, but especially with what she did to Ronda Rousey, who is straight up face. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what she's supposed to be. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, apparently last, it was either last week or maybe it was earlier in the show this week, but Rusev was actually attacked by Nakamura. Okay. And, um, so they were interviewing him and Lana in the back there and, uh, Rusev said, uh, oh, I'm mad. I'm going to take him out. Why? Because I've got a chest like a barrels. I've got biceps that are, uh, that are like the peaks of Mount Fuji and I've got... And I've got delts the size of Taco Supremes or something like that. <laughs> Anyways, it was kind of funny. Uh, number six was Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. Again, for some reason, they were fighting. And Samoa Joe, I guess, and Jeff Hardy are actually also feuding. I don't really exactly know why, but okay, that's okay. Uh, yeah, number five was when uh, Daniel Bryan was talking like a heel, calling the people sheep and all that kind of stuff. Uh, number four, I guess, for some reason, it was uh, Charlotte Nasca versus, uh, oh, it was versus um, Mandy Rose and uh, Sonya Deville. And, uh, of course, Charlotte and Asuka, there was a little bit of miscommunication. And Charlotte hit Asuka with a big boot, which actually looked like it connected for once. Uh, number three was Miz tapping to the calf crusher because they fought in the main event. Number two, Cesaro did a swing to one of the Usos while Xavier Woods was on his back in an airplane spin. Okay. It made no sense because both of his hands had to be utilized to do the airplane spin. So Xavier Woods, once he was on his shoulders, he, I mean, there was nothing holding him there. He could have easily just slid off but he chose to just spin around. It was really lame. Boo. And then number one, yeah, um, Daniel Bryan was beaten down AJ Styles. So um, that was that. Was that. Um, I don't know if I would have wanted to sit and watch a two-hour show of that or a three-hour show of Raw. Um, because, yeah, I think it would be pretty, pretty tough to even watch, you know, even like a half an hour recap on these shows. Yeah, it's... Five or six minutes is about as much as I could take of this. <laughs> You're losing your mind just watching the uh, the top ten highlight reel on each show? Pretty much. And I think the reason we... Getting back to the fact that we complain and we... We moan and we bitch and we rave and rant. We want the product to get better. And we've talked about this. When wrestling is good, there's almost no better form of entertainment. When it's clicking on all cylinders, man, it's fun to watch. Oh, agreed. And I, I hope that one day they get back there. I'm hoping that we don't move so far away that we can't enjoy it at all. Oh, I, I yeah, I, I'm trying to be optimistic that things will turn around for the best. Mm -hmm. But right now, things are at a, an all-time low, unfortunately. Yeah. And it's, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty depressing. Yeah. NXT, however, has grown... Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, I think, is to kind of be the true A-show. Yeah. Especially the pay-per-views seem to always deliver. The women are doing well as well. Yep, exactly. More better than ever, for sure. For sure. Like, even on the um, like on the main shows, even. Yeah, regard ironically, we got all these terrible promos, like this Nia one and whatnot we're talking about. But for the most part, you know, between Charlotte and Becky, 
and Ronda. Like those are the big three right now. Right. But you know, there's the the, the Nayas and the Ember Moons and the, you know, they're doing well as well. And even the comedy stuff with our truth and Carmella—that's always fun to watch as well. Yeah, and that—that—that's kind of a rejuvenation for both of them too. Oh, absolutely! Like they're—they're—they're they're, uh, they're doing well. Agreed, agreed. So that's our rant for the week. Feels good to get that off of her shoulders. And uh, that's episode eighty-nine of the Regular Guys Wrestling Podcast. Oh man, you know we are—we are quickly coming up to uh, episode one hundred. The big. Bill, eleven more episodes. The Benjamin. Ooh. The uh, I'm not quite sure who's on a Canadian the one hundred dollar bill. It's the guy with the mustache. Some old fogey. <laughs> as my family would say, an old gazulia. A gazulia. Sounds like an Italian thing. Giza. And in a f- few weeks from now, we're going to be looking at our. RGW Yearly Awards. Oh! Second annual. I forgot all about that. So we're going to have to do our our RGW Awards, which might be a little tricky. And then we're going to do our... Razzies. The Razzies for wrestling as well, Let's which I forget. I feel might be a little bit easier. <laughs> or maybe harder. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, I don't know. I think we'll have lots of candidates. Are you... Well... We wouldn't have talked negatively for quite some time, so it'll give us give some space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After today, so yeah, it was good talk. Still, it was, it was fun. As I mentioned, it was fun to get it off the shoulders. Sure was. So uh, yeah, like uh, like we said, that was episode eighty nine. We want to thank everybody for tuning in and uh, listening once again. We appreciate everyone's support as they listen and as they continue to share and advertise the show. Uh, we just appreciate everyone so much. As always, you can find us on uh, pretty much any platform that you get your uh, your favorite podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Play. We're on CastBox.fm, Podchaser, Breaker.audio, Stitcher, Podbean.com, UBook.com, Podcast.com. You can actually go to subscribe.android, and they've actually got a whole bunch of uh, different various podcatchers on there. I personally like Podcast Addict, is what it's called. It's actually my personal favorite podcast app, as they say. You're a longtime fan, you in the mind. Longtime fan. Um, and then, of course, our, our website, www.regularguyswrestling.com. That's our number one favorite website. Our number two favorite website, very close second, is... ListenNotes.com, where you can catch all 89, that is right, 89 episodes of the RGW Podcast. Wonderful. Wonderful. Tremendous. Matt Hardy's going to ask us for money if we keep doing that. Pretty much. We better stop. <laughs> He's all out of work. He wants moolah. <laughs> oh, well, I guess there's not much stuff to say, but... We will catch you next time. Yeah, ciao for now.